What's happening, everybody? Blake Neiman at you again. And who we, what a Wednesday night in the association. Who would think, but these mid, midweek games were incredible. Lots of incredible games last night around the association with stars showing forth their talents in these exciting midweek games, starting off with the most expected game of the week, if not the month, and the top two teams in the East facing off in a battle for the top seed with the Brooklyn Nets heading down to Philly to take on Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and the rest of the Elite Sixers squad. However, this potential Eastern Conference Finals was not the one fans were hoping to see as the Nets were playing without Kevin Durant, James Harden, Blake Griffin, and LaMarcus Aldridge, just to name a few, leaving just Kyrie Irving and the rest of the Nets to take on the full health roster of the Sixers. Very disappointing for fans. Swerving Irving was out in Philly catching some ankles, absolutely putting on a show in his 23-point performance with 7 assists in the first half that helped them keep the undermanned Nets in the game. But Irving wasn't the only one but building and putting on a show as Embiid dominated as usual with his bullying in the paint as he put up 21 in the first half himself, giving the Sixers a 7-point lead at halftime for the home crowd. Embiid kept it going in the third as he put up some smooth jumpers and silk moves in the lane, becoming an unguardable problem for the Nets squad as they finished with as he finished with 37 points through just three quarters while Ben Simmons was doing his job putting in 17 along with nine assists. The Nets, who trailed by as many as 22 in this one in the fourth, took advantage of that opportunity that the Sixers were sitting their starters, going on a 21-2 fourth quarter run without any starters in the game. Simply, the Brooklyn bench ran up the elite 76ers, who even put their starters back in the game, but the bench just still shut them down, as well as they cut the 22-point deficit now to just three in hopes that they could actually pull this one off with the limited roster they had. But the Sixers would ultimately out-rebound the Nets defensively as the game closed out with Embiid shooting free throws to MVP chance by the home crowd. Sixers hang on despite the Brooklyn bench scare getting the 123-117 victory. All in all, I have two two concerns after watching this game. One is the lack of care for the jobs that the players on the Brooklyn Nets have. These guys are getting paid millions upon millions to play the game of basketball, putting on a show for the fans who desire to watch them as they unwind for their unstressful day. When the fans' most beloved players decide to rest and not play in one of the most anticipated matchups of the season, that's where I have a problem. The players know that this matchup is meaningful as it is for the one seed in the Eastern Conference as of now, but they could take care but they could care less and they would prefer to take the night off. Personally, I feel as though load management in the NBA is becoming more acceptable than ever before, which is hurting the public enthusiasm towards the game. The NBA has got to figure this out or the players have to figure it out themselves because the bottom line is that we want to see the best players out there playing against the best players. One-on-one incredible matchups between stars, all-stars, all-NBA players, you name it, MVP on MVP. And when the players and public disagree on this point of view, there is rising tension between the NBA and its fans. It's just a very unfortunate thing that happened in the Philadelphia 76ers, but this, this 
game between the Brooklyn Nets and the Sixers has just been built up through the season, not just by the Sixers and the Nets. It has just been built up all around the league. And now it's just coming to a head as fans are done with this load management, not playing for significant games type of stuff, waiting for playoffs. Because we don't, we just watch the regular season to watch the regular season. I'll be like, oh, it doesn't matter till playoffs. We want to see some action in the regular season. So, and I think the players want to too, as the fans deserve a show because they are the ones that want to watch this league and they give this league the ratings that they get and how these players get paid what they get paid. So. These players better start putting on a show and start actually wanting to play for the game of basketball and start wanting to play to entertain the public that desires them and praises them for their accolades. It, it, there is definitely some changes that need to be made in the association. It is only a matter of time. Now onto some stunning, new, stunning game down to the wire wildness on the Wednesday of this midweek in the Clippers taking on the Pistons and what turned out to be a very close game since the Clippers were without PG, Kawhi, P-Bev, and Serge Ibaka. How are they possibly going to win and be able to uh, compete in this game just without all those starters? But Detroit mainly had control of this game for the first three quarters as their young talents in Jeremiah Grant and Sadiq Bey led the way, knocking down and setting up shots, helping build up a 77-73 lead after the three quarters of play. However, this game really started to get interesting midway through the fourth as Bay hit a three and then Grant followed with a jumper that extended the Pistons' lead to 11 points, feeling solid with a comfortable lead. However, the Pistons' inability to take care of the basketball and multiple turnovers allowed the Clippers to creep back in this one on a 13-5 run that put the game within just three now. 30 seconds left. Pistons turn the ball over once again, and as Terrence Mann drives to the basket and off the steal, and then dishes out to former Piston guard Reggie Jackson, who hit the clutch three to tie things up 98 apiece. On the next Pistons possession, you guessed it, they turn it over once more, as the Clippers' aggressive defense is giving themselves a chance to put this game to rest. Here we go. Just under 10 seconds left, Reggie Jackson isos up in the pulls-up mid-range for the dagger with 2.3 seconds left to go. The Pistons would actually get some great lucky ball movement in the final seconds and would get a beautiful setup for Kylan Hayes, but it wouldn't fall as the Clips get the dub and Reggie Jackson comes into his former home arena and hands his former team the L. Great performance by the Clippers bench and role players who get the win and keep the seven game win streak alive. And now we have last but certainly not least at all, Luka and the Mavs taking on Jaw and the Grizz in the 7-8 battle in the Western Conference. It was a back and forth non-exciting first half, but then in the second half it all changed as John Morant sparked some energy in the game with a two-hand slam jam in transition. Then Donkic also started coming to life in the third as he put up 14 points in the quarter, capped off by a dazzling spinning step back three with the, for, to put the Mavs within six heading into the final quarter of play. Grayson Allen kept the Grizz going in the fourth with nice three-point shooting, while Luka responded by being Luka, of course, just doing unguardable moves that helped the Mavs keep going and keep striving to shorten that lead even more and stay in the game. 
each team had their fair share of momentum in the fourth, but only one team could come out of this one and cap it off with a win. So here we go now to crunch time. 30 seconds left. Mavs are down three. Lucas gets a quick right hand finish at the basket to make it a one-point deficit. John Morant would then convert on two free throws to extend the lead to three once more. Luka would then attempt another quick drive, but this time he would get fouled on the jumper and go to the line where he would hit the first but miss the second. Grayson Allen, who is a 91% free throw shooter, would get the rebound and get fouled by the Mavs immediately and go to the line. But he would not just miss the first free throw. He would also miss the second, which gave Luka and the Mavs a chance to make some magic happen with 1.8 seconds left. Mavs get the ball to Luka. He's immediately double teamed, but he still manages to squeeze his way through defenders and desperately heave up a shot, and it would fall. The dagger. Mavs win 114-113. Game over at the buzzer. Luka Magic with the full stride coming up clutch in the final seconds of the game. You could tell the drive and optimism of Luka that, Luka that he had as he never thought this game was out of reach. He was always putting pressure on the defense and coming in clutch at the end, staying cool under pressure. All around a wild and intense Wednesday night of basketball as we were frustrated by the lack of stars in the Brooklyn versus Sixers game, but it also was attributed by many factors prior to that. But we were also then surprised by how well the bench of the Clippers played in that ed- in that edge-of-your-seat fourth-quarter plays down with the Clippers and Jeremiah Grant and, the and of course, with the Pistons and the Clippers, a great game there. And then, of course, we cannot talk about that Mavs-Grizz game with the incredible competitiveness there being capped off by an acrobatic off-balance, unbelievable three-point shot, three shot by Luka. Unbelievable. I had never seen a shot quite like that, especially at the buzzer before. Just incredible Wednesday night action. Thought I'd cover that for you guys because you would be interested in all those down-to-the-wire nail-biter games and the controversy of the of the NBA and load management right now. Hope you all enjoyed all of those takes. You can catch me at all on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. Hope you all enjoyed, and I will catch you all in the next one.